0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. <laughs>
1: it would be a wolf eh? spot, <laughs> I'm for... People might
0: get winning.
2: Welcome everybody, it's Wednesday night, back with another Wolves Fancast preview, it's Little Dan hosting tonight, and tonight I've got with me Gully and Kim, uh, me and Gully didn't go to the Fancast uh, drinks after the West Ham win on Saturday, we were a little bit in the doghouse, Kim was obviously there because she's the biggest drinker out of a lot of us, guys, guys, that win against West Ham, was was it un- unexpected or was it typical Wolves where we've rolled to the occasion in the underdog uh, mindset, Kim?
1: Um, A bit of both, I think. I think before the game, I was a little bit expectant that I just felt like we were going to put in a performance. However, I'm not sure I expected a win. I think I predicted on the show sort of a 2-2. But I think just the performance, not just the result, which obviously was great, the performance was really good with every single player, I think, playing well Um, and yeah, as, as I say, the defenders not really having anything to do in terms of you know defending um, their goal, but you know the the fullbacks great, just the whole team performance. I'm I'm still buzzing and can't wait for Norwich, even though I'm not going.
2: Gully, you had a uh, GTA out yesterday, I believe. Uh, do you want to give us a brief summary of where we went right on Saturday?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the key point uh, from the video was what Daniel Pedence offers us that basically Troy or Ray and cow don't and um, I think it's important the way we kept the ball um on um on Saturday. I mean I was actually 20 minutes late so I missed from what I understand the the worst of it. Long story, but I forgot my tickets at home, turned back and had to had to miss it, miss a chunk of the game unfortunately. But from the point that I sat down, I felt like we just dominated the game and possession in particular. And from there, that's where Daniel pedetz comes into his own. He's able to take up really good positions, type the pitch in that those half spaces and inside channels that Bruno talks about all the time. And he's just a different kettle of fish to, to try and trick He's very busy around the box and he, he makes good decisions. You know, he's not he's not gonna take on two, three men at a time. But um, he's got clever sort of intent, hasn't he? He does, he does, and he's a tricky little customer. Um got that lovely low set of gravity and sharp movement. And, yeah, I, I don't think he's necessarily a player for every game, every day of the week, but um, when we're going to play like that, when we're going to dominate the ball, very, very useful and, and helps us to be, have a little bit more cutting edge in the final third, I think. Was, how
2: much were you impressed with the pattern play that led with the goal from Raul Jimenez? It was, it
0: was unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean... It was as Johnny Conseil so set us up to, you know, the old cliche of right off the training ground, they clearly worked on it. Um it won't look good from a West Ham perspective the way we cut through them. But I think if you're able to go from your goalkeeper to the edge of the opposition penalty area without them actually getting anywhere near making a tackle or an interception, clearly you're doing something right in possession of the ball. And that's one thing that is a far cry from the way we set up with Nuno and, and Bruno has clearly set us up very nicely in that way. Uh, there has been quite a lot of uh, repeated social media
2: uh, conversation on the atmosphere at Molyneux this season. What did you think about it on Saturday, Kim?
1: I thought it was okay in spells. I don't think it was like back to the old, you know, playing the, you know, really big team and we, you know, the crowd are on it. But I think they. Stuck with the team and sort of didn't pull us over the line because we never looked in danger, but really got behind the team um, towards the end of the game, where obviously West Ham were um, sort of pushing us back and didn't create anything in the end. So we looked pretty solid, but I think the crowd didn't get on their backs like they have done in the past um, when we're sort of we are dropping deeper. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I don't get the whole the South Bank never sing. Well, to be honest, I didn't hear any of the other stands making a lot of noise. And if the South Bank don't start a song, then I don't hear a lot. So, Do
0: do you know what? Going back to the point that I was 20 minutes late, when I was running down Waterloo Road, um, the only sign that there was a game on was that the road was closed with the barriers shut. It sounded dead, genuinely, um, as I was approaching the stadium. And to think that the game was actually being played at that point was a bit like, well, clearly the game's not doing much for people or people are just up for it, just aren't up for it or whatever. Um, but then, like you say, I think second half, once we started coming out and we had that flurry of chances where, like, pulled the save out of Fabianski, yeah, there was a couple of shots he had wasn't there. And then we scored the goal. I think the crowd reacted a little bit to what was on the pitch. And I think that's always going to be the case. You know, if there are quite patterns of play within the game, the crowd aren't necessarily going to be jumping up and down off their seats, are they?
1: And let's be honest, West. although West Ham are like third in the league, they're not your traditional top six team. So it's never going to be the same sort of atmosphere as when we play your, your United, your Cities, your it's just That's just the way it's always going to be. So I think, as you say, Gully, that like we, the crowd almost grew into the game as the team did. Um, so I'm not going to say that we need to do better, but you know, I thought it was fine in terms of the performance. That kind of reflected the atmosphere. It was okay. It's been better. It's been worse. So
2: apart from the sort of first 10 minute period where we were a bit under siege, um, obviously Jared Bowen had, had that one header and he had a chance in the second half, which he ballooned over. We, we, Jose Sarr was literally never really troubled,
0: was he? Not from what I can recall. I think, yeah, like you say, was there actually a, a real shot that he had to save? I think there was like a, a curler from distance that Declan Rice had, which, which kind of just landed in his arms. I mean, the most significant thing that he did within the game was probably that long kick out to Pedence, which was unbelievable. Played it right into his path in the first half. Um I do think his proactiveness off his line and things helps with that. He's, he, he will come for stuff, you know. If there's a cross coming into the box, he, there is a chance that he might come out and punch it away or, or claim it. So, yeah, you know, he's probably snuffing things out a little earlier than Patricio would have done previously. He did
2: launch another one upfield, which uh, Paldens nearly got the better of Zuma, but I think Paldens could have um, got Zuma sent off if he'd had a bit more bottle knocking it past him because I think Zuma was sort of stuck in the mud at one point um what did you think to our defence marshalling um Antonio the other day obviously he had his 100 grand chartered flight from Kingston Jamaica to Kilman's back pocket there was a lot of fear going into the game that he told he was going to get walked through I think the one comment I read but he was non-existent in the wrong areas of the pitch wasn't he
1: I think all three um, centre-backs literally didn't have anything of note to do the whole game. And I think I was particularly worried about the the Cody versus Antonio sort of um, battle. But it wasn't a battle in the end because I think I've just re-watched the highlights just to make sure that I didn't miss anything. And Antonio, I think, had a couple of chances towards the yet not even chances actually where he got the ball and ballooned it over the bar with one of them um and he set up Bowen I think who hit put it past the post for the other one but other than that like I literally do not remember him being involved um which is quite surprising given his stature and and the fact that cody tends to struggle against those type of um strikers so as I say, I can't fall to any of the back three. Um, I thought they they played well. They pulled the ball out, took it out nicely. Obviously, Kilman, as always, did. Um, and I think, yes, there's, as I say, they weren't exactly tested. And it was more about how well the full-backs could do in an attacking sense, I think. What did you make to Huang's performance again,
2: Gully? Obviously, he's got a good goal-scoring record, but he does drift in and out of games, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, I again, I think... It, the potential of him scoring a goal is probably the reason why he's in the team rather than the way that he's going to be involved in a game from minute zero to, to, to minute 90. I, I think the, the most I've seen him really grab hold of a fixture is probably the Everton first half where he was involved in pretty much everything good that we did. I mean, even the Newcastle game when he scored two goals, I wouldn't say he was you know, a constant threat to their backline. Um, yeah, two good moments, and 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 that was it, really. But I, I just think he works well within the the structure. I think Bruno likes the way he presses. He's got that that good energy, and and he's able to attack space well. Um, I do think he struggles when he's confronted by a defender, but when he when he's got open space in front of him, I think he's he's a useful player to have. And like you say. We, need, we still need that goal threat and try or entering Cow. if you're looking at that, that, the other options there. They haven't done enough to provide that so far this season.
2: I think everyone was very much more than happy with that three points against West Ham on Saturday, leaving us six in the league after quite a few results went our way. Uh, this Saturday, 3pm, uh, Wolves travel west to east to play Norwich. Norwich. Uh, Few players who've played for both teams. Matt Jarvis, who we had on last week, John Ruddy, Ryan Bennett, Grant Hall, Andrew Sermon, Neil Emblen, Ewan Roberts, missing those front two teeth, and a former player called Mark Edworthy, who was a bit of a non existent player in our uh, playoff promotion season. Uh, any players there that sort of any decent memories you can remember out of that group there?
1: It's got to be Ryan Bennett, hasn't it? Come on, I mean that. Just thinking who's it against? Chelsea. That tackle against Chelsea. I just, <laughs> that's all I think of when I think of Ryan Bennett. Is
0: is it's that Ryan my... Bennett's real legacy, or is it something to do with Diogo Jota? Oh, <laughs> or oh, the
2: header against <laughs> Bristol City. Gully.
1: <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. That was the real Bennett moment. That was a real Bennett moment. A mixed bag of, of ex players there, wasn't there? Some some not so fondly m- remembers. Andrew Sermon always thought it was a really good signing when we brought him in, but um, he did next to nothing. And Grant Holt, the old favourite.
2: I mean, Grant Holt in that picture, in his nails, pretty much sums up his career at Wolves, doesn't he? I, do- I-, I can't remember him playing any minutes for Wolves. I know like there was one game... Did he come on a, a Bristol City for a, like Benicophobia or something? Half time
0: or something, wasn't it? I think I, yeah. I
2: can't remember him playing for Wolves, so he must have been bad. But was, was he at the same time as Janik Sagbo? Are
0: you suggesting that? No, it's the season after we had Lafondre at the same time. I think. Are you suggesting that you couldn't find a photo of him in a Wolves shirt on the pitch?
2: That's oh no, the, there was there was a couple of photos <laughs> where they had like the um, the copyright images across it, but I just thought I'd pick the one where he's chewing his nails because I felt that was more. Out his time, war, I still couldn't honest. picture him
0: in a home shirt or an away shirt, actually on grass.
1: He's made more appearances, apparently, according okay. to a source.
0: They never happened. That's a well. That's one for Luke and um, Stu's Conspiracy Club.
2: The uh, the Mandela effect.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's real, guys. It's real.
2: I think Grandhop might have played in that one 0 win at. Blues when Dave Edwards scored, and we had like Kushak in goal, and we were just, just a terrible side. I think Jackie would like, had lost all his best players at that point. Anyway, Saturday, we've got Norwich away. We've only played Norwich four times in the Premier League, which, which I thought was odd when I was doing a bit of research because we seem to have played them 100 times, but we've only played them four times in the Premier League. Um, as I said, so we've played them four times. We've won two. Uh, Lost one and drawn one last time uh, last season when they was in the Premier League. We won, that was our two wins. So we had the um 2 1 win at Carrow Road, which uh Todd Cantwell put them in front, and then an equaliser from Sace, followed by a late winner from Raul Jimenez, which after the game left us six in the league after 18 games. Uh, if my memory is correct, Raul didn't have one of his better games that day, but still managed to score the winner, which was quite apt with why we, how we, where we were in the league. So I think that and
1: was a season. If I, if I remember rightly, we didn't even deserve to win that game at all. We, got we, should, have been away, first off.
0: we should have yeah. been put to bed at half-time. It was Buensi and Pookie, totally tore us apart, but Pookie never seemed to put his chances away. and Yeah, it was a typical second-half Nuno show, wasn't it? Pulling it back and, and, and turning up for 45 minutes.
2: I don't know whether you can clearly see the league table on that image that I just shown, but after 18 games, we were six on 27 points. And I think that was the, the season where we didn't win until like our seventh game at home to Watford.
0: Yeah, it was the Europa League season, wasn't it? Um, so,
2: so, I mean, like 11 games later, him six in the league. We had a good turnaround there by the looks of it.
0: Yeah, it was a good run. It was a good run. Um, you can see, obviously, Sheffield United in there. I think that's where oh, I mean, it your memories your memories start to go back to COVID football and and that defeat, the 1-0 at at Bramall Lane and what could have been that season. You know, was still a chance of us finishing the top six, wasn't there, or even top four?
1: So here's a question, though. After 18 games this season, are we still going to be in the top six?
2: It's a good question. It's a good what do you reckon, Gulley? I a, I don't know how to answer that, to be honest, without being Yeah, it's,
0: it's a weird one, isn't
2: it? Because um
0: I, I earlier today i done one of those um you know, those Premier League productions that go out to every country apart from the UK, I think. We don't we don't really see them here. And um the guy on there basically said to me, You've had a kind run of fixtures, haven't you? And that's why you're basically doing well at the moment. And but, yeah, but on the back extent, of the first three fixtures. Yeah, but we played well. In those games, like bottom line, I, 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 it really doesn't wash for me that you know we were three 0 after those games, basically, and you know didn't have a point on the board because the performances didn't tell us that we were going to be in trouble. We, after theoretically,
2: that. we should we should be higher because of our performances, and We've,
1: there's I, I, I reckon there's five points in those games, right? That if you take off the first three games, we'd be second now. So if you forget the first three games happened for all of the teams. On our current
2: form, the rest of the games we'd be second. If I was bald and uh if I had hair and I was taller be a Hollywood superstar.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, what's that let's just go for the tangent. What's that um like army saying SAS? What does SAS stand for? You've got to go with this to get you've gotta go with it. What's SAS oh, I don't stand watch... for?
0: I don't know. Do you know the
2: S- SOS is Save Our Souls, but what's S-
0: SAS? I don't I have no idea.
2: I'll tell you what it is. It's Smith and Shakespeare for Norwich who, t- who took over last week and got the 2 1 win onto <laughs> Norwich. That's who it is. It's Smith and Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah.
0: Certainly, big... Shearer was always SAS, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. So you, you look at some of the stats there. Safe Hampton had 63% possession in, in the 2 1 defeat to Norwich away last week. I don't know if either of you um, saw the goals that Alex McCarthy conceded. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah. I mean, come on, Alex McCarthy.
0: Honestly, you don't
1: tell us a lot, does it? I, I think they were just really poor last week. Southampton, I don't think well,
0: Norwich even if it was probably a bit like you know, first half, apparently Southampton absolutely battered him as well, and, and then second half, whatever. I, I, I just don't see Dean Smith as a, a good Premier League manager, though, to be honest. I don't know what he did at Villa that says to Norwich, you know what, you're the man for us.
2: They, they survived, he, he got Villa to stay up in the Premier League on the back of a VAR uh, mishap.
0: Yeah, basically. It, I think
2: it was a cheap option. I think they probably tried the hand at Frank Lampard, didn't they? And when Lampard said no and Smith became available, it seemed to just show, go hand in hand. He's got a, a, a track record for getting teams out of the Premier League. So, I don't know. They've got nothing to lose, really, I've, I've they at the moment. New, uh, Newcastle Norwich, they're, they're pretty much down, but... Two wins on the Snare and Wolves at home next. Can can Smith get his revenge over Bruno? Or, in my opinion, have we got too much for them?
1: I think we've got too much. Come on, we have just beat West Ham. We've just beat West Ham, and we're on a good run, and we're coming to the end of at those good fixtures. So, really like to think we'd win this and Burnley, and then we can just like chill out because we didn't. We won't really. Doesn't really matter, does it? When we play Man City, Liverpool's free hit.
0: I don't know if it's just the company that we keep, but I think that's the first time I've heard another, another fan castian say, "Yeah, we're gonna win," kind of just confidently. Like, I I, I haven't heard that for a while from us. Maybe it's because of last season just grinding us down, but and as trying to temper our expectations this year. But you do feel confident going into this game, don't you?
1: Saying that there's a good chance that we'll lose. Still,
2: <laughs> this this <laughs> is why we are the most <laughs> whole of fan base in the world. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't be surprised, but you'd de- you, there is a little bit of an expectation that we should be able to turn them over with how we've been playing. Not just the results, but we have, you know, we've been playing well. I, mean, I have made
2: it's... the comment before in regards to, is our squad one of those squads where when they know they're going to be in for a game, they turn up and games like these the, to be honest we never really had a bad record against the bottom half teams under Nuno did we we, we seem to like pick up points quite regularly with Nuno against the bottom half teams but I, I think, think there's the, been games in the past where we've we've expected to turn up and win the game comfortably and we've we've slipped to a you know your Newcastle games yeah. and your...
0: I think the problem we've got at the moment is we've just not been that great away from home performance wise I know we've picked up a couple of wins um, likes of Southampton away Villa away but in neither of those games, could you say we played well? Um, so that's going to be the starting point, really, to make sure we replicate our home form on the road. And... And, you'd
1: hope, and you'd hope that we wouldn't sit back like we have done against Leeds, Villa, like we've been too defensive. Like you can't be defensive against Norwich. You've got, if... got to go out on the front foot. If we play like we did against Norwich, there's, I just can't see, them, can't see anything but, other than a win the however bit that i mentioned earlier is because we don't 100 percent know that that walls is going to turn up that we've been seeing at home
2: i did make the comments i wasn't trying to be disparaging to norwich but you look at sort of the the lineups from the last game if you tilt your heads um you look at sort of max aaron's the right back but you look at those two center backs grant hanley and ben gibson Obviously, they've got Timo, Timo Puki up front, too, who has got a decent record in, in the Premier League for a, a relegated side. Tom Cantwell came up at half-time last week because uh not really been match fit because I don't think he's featured much for Farker last season. But, like I said, without trying to be disparaging to Norwich, we should have too much for him, shouldn't we? Especially
1: in centre-midfield. Yeah. Like I said, against West Ham... Neves and Matinho should be able to control the game against Sutek and Rice, and I think a few eyebrows were raised when I said that. But it's—I think it's the same here. Well, not—I think it's even more so. You know, Norman, who is meant to be a decent player, actually. I really
0: like all. Norman. Oh, I think okay. he's a really good player. He's keep, but keep I still on think team, really.
1: we should still have too much in centre midfield. If we want to control the game, we should be able to.
2: I mean. You mentioned norman there um obviously billy gilmore's got a decent reputation coming from chelsea but you look at sort of the the um the fallbacks i think that that's going to be a key area where this match is won on on saturday is that um brandon williams from manchester united as well
0: yeah yeah he's a he's a decent player as well max owens i think before we signed some i would have suggested we were all over him to try and replace doherty but Clearly, that's, that's, that wasn't going to happen. But, Do you um, think he's
2: similar to um, Lamptey at uh,
0: Brighton? I think he's a bit better on the ball. Lamptey's quicker, but I think Aaron's has got a bit more quality about him.
2: Is there anyone know, in fun. our starting eleven from last week you'd consider changing? He,
0: I don't you think you can. can, can you?
2: You can't, can't no. change a winning team, especially on the, on the back but, of that performance, can
0: you? Going
2: back to the point,
0: though, that third striking slot just feels like you should tailor it to the team that you're playing yeah. as well. And I don't know if an away game against Norwich is a Daniel Pudence kind of game either.
2: I was thinking at the physicality of like Grant Hanley and, and Ben Gibson, but you've looked at the sort of the games that Adama's played against Norwich in the past. And I think I think Adama came on in that 2-1 win and pretty much changed the game, if I'm correct. I think it was Neto that came on. Was it, I could have sworn Adama came mm. on late as well that day. I have to Maybe. have a look back at it. Um what's your score predictions come saturday I'll start with you Kim.
1: Uh I'll go 3-1 Wolves.
2: Optimistic considering obviously the, you, you predicted 2-all against West Ham didn't you?
1: I did. I did.
2: What about you Gully? 3-1 uh, Kim I mean Kim's gone for 3-1 Gully. I mean I don't see it scoring 3 of... at
0: the moment to be honest. I, I don't see it scoring that many goals but I do see us keeping a clean sheet so I'm going to go for 2 now. Two oh, nil. God, I don't want to put. Pre- on down.
1: You can't make this a negative. Well, I, I know so, that's, what, that's what I
2: mean, but I, I think I'm gonna go even more. I think I'm gonna go four nil. Um. I, oh <laughs> fucking hell. I predicted four 0 against Brentford as well, didn't <laughs> you I? You did. Fuck it. Oh, God, sorry, guys. He's it's only on going me. one way on now, me. isn't it? It's on, mate. Sorry. Um. I'll, I'm. Go- I'm gonna go two nil Wolves, but I think Norwich will have a player sent off. I just think it's- Dean Smith's gonna come unstuck Saturday. Obviously, he's norwich have had two wins on the bench one with farker and one with uh dean smith but you know looking at them them team lineups i just think we've got we've got too much for remaining but so i'll say a sensible two nil but four nil saturday <laughs> <laughs> should we have a quick quiz to end the show before we call it a night
1: my favorite moment of the is it
0: a head-to-head
2: it's um I'll say head-to-head, but let's just see how many you can get between the two, and, and then off-air, off, off air, you can take the mick out the other whoever wins. Uh. Right. So the first question, 20 years ago today, so how, how old were you today, like 20 years ago? It would have been nine. Nine years old. Kim, you were 20...
1: Hilarious. Ten. <laughs> yeah.
2: 20 years ago today, Wolves ran out 1-0 winners away at Wimbledon. Uh, who
0: scored the winner that day for Wolves? I think I know this
1: one.
2: I'll come to you then first, Kim, because you were, uh, oh, oh you know, God. slightly older than Gully, so you should remember on paper.
1: Uh, we'll go Steve Ball.
2: Oh, Kim, that's a terrible answer. <laughs> that's a terrible answer, Kim. Uh, it's Dean, Dean is it, I think? D- on loan, Dina. Uh, was that his history. first? Was that his first goal? I think it was. Um, yeah. There was a. I
1: didn't go to Wolves games then. In my defence,
2: I know, but you got to remember when Steve Ball retired.
0: <laughs> he just <laughs> didn't That's... play in the two thousands, did he? All for us? Oh, bully! He, yeah, he didn't. He didn't play beyond ninety nine, did he? I think
2: yeah it was like the 99 mm. pre-season was it something like that that's yeah. no, only
1: a year late for future reference anything
0: future 2000 reference. and beyond there's no Steve. yeah
2: the correct answer was dean sturridge if if uh for the people who remember correctly out there uh the, the wimbledon keeper collected the ball on a back pass and we just had a bit of a crap effort to try and score and dean Sturridge scores one of the most feeble powered shots you'll ever see at the front post. It's it's on YouTube somewhere. I think all the more season reviews are on YouTube now from various channels. This one is a tough question. Who scored more league goals in the career, Ewan Roberts or Grant Holt? And I'll tell you now, there's six league goals in between it. Bloody hell.
0: Okay. I would say... Grant Holt had a really good record, like League One or League Two, before he made it to, to Norwich. So I'm going to go Grant Holt. Grant Holt was still playing football for Barrow
2: in 2010. Was he? So what's your guess, Kim? You and Roberts or Grant Holt, who scored the most, most you league mean goals? Because he, he
0: 20, hadn't even played for sorry, in
2: Sorry, 20, 2020, he was still yeah. playing for Barrow.
1: Go on then, we'll go Grant Holt as well
2: correct answer was Grant Holt 200, between it though. 208 league goals Grant Holt got you and Rob got 202 this one's Norwich theme question let's be having you where are you come on Dealy Smith's iconic rant who would Norwich play in that day when she went into that massive rant oh on the pitch God. come yes. on
1: was it Liverpool
0: Kim's going Liverpool gully Let's be having you. Let's be it was having a your top answers. team, Gully.
1: I'm sure. It was in oh, the Premier League.
0: Uh, yeah, it's on, te- it's on telly as well. It's on it, Sky. Mm-hmm. Mid yeah. half time on Sky. She's had a few Sherrys.
2: <laughs> she walks onto the pitch in her high heels. The mud's gets getting stuck on the heel. And then I'm she gets the say. microphone. And Gully says Norwich were playing. West Ham. The correct answer was Manchester City. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> the, um, I think it was like pre-Manchester City big money, yeah, money uh, area. Yeah. If I'm if my memory is correct, I think like someone like Antoine Sibierski scored, scored oh, for well Norwich player. that night. The next question is, I think I like this little introduction that I've put into the quiz, now. It's the um, you've got to name the goal scorer. And it's just an audio snippet, so I'm going to play the audio snippet now. Down
0: that left leg. He's got to run on goal. Two. Oh, what a strike! For the goal and Jack Hayward on his feet and no wonder it was a blistering drive that's the very best of- fantastic absolutely fantastic good play that's pretty really
1: wonderful when the ball clear out to him he's timed at the defender he comes inside who says he hasn't got a right foot what a strike what a goal
0: He said he hasn't got a right foot that's a big clue at the end, there. that's a massive clue. I left that <laughs> in just because I thought I'd, I'd give i give some of the, the listeners a chance. Did
1: for... I mention Anton Deck in that clip? Anton Deck. I swear I heard Anton Deck.
0: You've got I'm a celebrity on your mind. <laughs> they weren't even that famous in back then, I don't think, we were they?
1: I'll let Gully answer because I haven't got a clue.
0: It's uh, the 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 bar. It hits a bar and goes in. I think you hear the noise when it hits a bar um it's mark kennedy at warsaw isn't it
2: you want to have a shot in the dark kim no no the correct answer was mark kennedy that absolute rocket of a right footing off the bar it was, I mean, it was that clue at the end wasn't it Gully that gave it
0: yeah yeah it's a great goal though
2: and uh, obviously we had matt jarvis on last week's episode and obviously matt jarvis played for norwich as well it's another who's matt jarvis scoring against audio by
0: basso straight to kite click And this is Jarvis, and that's 2-0. And again, the goalkeeper is culpable. Jarvis clearly onside. And a neat finish.
2: Ooh, not as easy as last week's one, but... uh...
1: I mean, it's either Burnley or Forest.
0: I heard the keeper's name at the start, and I think that was a clear... Oh, uh, if you got, if you if you heard the
2: keeper's name at the start, then that was a massive. Say it
1: again. I didn't hear that.
2: I'll give it you one more time, Kim. Giving it <laughs> you. I'm just going. I'm playing it one more time, obviously for the, for the listeners at home. Keeper, listen out for the keeper's name right at the start.
0: Basso straight to Keikley. and this is Jarvis, and that's two 0 And again, the goalkeeper is culpable. Jarvis clearly onside.
1: And he finished. I didn't hear it. I think, was it Basso <laughs> or someone? Yeah, Basso. I Basso was, was the game.
2: keeper's name. Do you, want to, do you want to have a guess now, using, just having a guess who we remember? Do you remember the game, Gullu?
0: Yeah. Delia de Bola.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, come on, Kim, quick guess.
1: Forest or Coventry?
2: There's, um, there's another 90 teams in the pyramid for you to keep naming here. <laughs> <No. laughs>
1: go on, I don't go, go tell her the away. answer,
0: Gully. It was Bristol City, I think, wasn't it? Um, Bristol City, yeah. Adibola. we were two up, and uh, Adibola came came on and bullied Neil Collins, I think. If you um, remember correctly, the first goal Neil Collins scored,
1: and
2: Michael Coyte puts a ball into the box, and the wind just yeah. takes it over, and Ronald Basso, and it's one of the most oddest goals mad. in football. The mm. wind was proper. Fowler's Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: How yeah. do you guys remember so much? I do it's... watch more of every week. I, I, wasn't,
2: in, I wasn't in my drinking oh, era back then. <laughs> yeah. actually, no, you know what I was that day. I went to <laughs> I went down to a friend's uh, uni flat at Bristol. It was, yeah, that was a bit of a carnage day as well. <laughs> but I think I was you. relatively sober at 2-0.
0: It's not right how well I retain this kind of information. I wish I'd actually got important stuff kept in my brain so, but. You know, it's, it's, I'd have to push out all the Wolves' shit. Yeah.
2: I've said this numerous times. If if I could have used my brain capacity what for what I've used for storing Wolves' memory into something good, I'd be a millionaire.
0: 100%.
2: And on that note, thanks everyone to, who's listened today, tuned in, uh, continues to support the Fancast, a part of the 90 million Network, supporting the Sports Hub Kings Winford, Wolverhampton Eats, and our main sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media we'll be back after the norwich game hopefully with another win take care guys